I don't know, one clean nut shot could probably bring down that man. Oh, yeah, easily. And easily. Then, he, then he won't be able to hit those those kicks. <laughs> those shin-high shin kick. kicks. <laughs> I have a feeling this dude is on, on steroids, but doesn't work out. <laughs> so he's just it's water weight. Yes, he's just built up water weight. He's just taking roids and creatine, but not doing any of like the recommendations. Yeah, <laughs> he's not doing anything to do to do it's an advantage. <laughs> like you understand, like <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. That, that explains so much. <laughs> that one. That was like one. Oh sh. That was a good one. Uh, just plumping himself up like a turkey, or like a, I don't know, maybe his mom or his grandmother, or just that person. Like, oh, all the ladies are gonna love you when you grow up. So you're gonna be such a ladies' man. He was told that when he was like five, and he's been riding that ever since. <laughs> He's been riding that high. <laughs> All right, let's get some. Uh, two, three. All right, you good? Yep. All right. Go in in five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV-related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and with me is my co-host... Adrian. And, of course, we have with us tonight also is our other main co-host star... And our technical director, Mike Cards. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty good. Pretty well. Yeah. 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 It's been. I'm so glad it's Friday, man. You have no idea. Yeah. It's been a long. It's been a long week. week. It's been a very long week, yes, and, and a, yeah. so much stuff. Just even today, so much stuff was popping off in film news, man. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, just early this morning, Lance Reddick passed away. <sighs> yeah. The man from The Wire. The oh, John Wick. John, John Wick. Wick. He was the yeah. Bell. He was the. What was his character? I, I guess name? you could say he was the. the he was the. Con- con- he was the con- continental like. Concierge, right? Concierge. Yeah, he was a continental concierge in there. He was also. Um, he was also one of the lead voices in Horizon, the mm-hmm. Horizon franchise. Oh, yeah. And he was also, I think, like a general character in uh, Destiny. Yeah. He was also in that um, Netflix Resident Evil TV series. That's right. He yeah, played so Wesker. He played Wesker. Black Wesker, Black man. Black Wesker. But yeah, unfortunately passed away at 60, man. Damn. Yeah. Instead of natural causes. Well, it yeah. seemed so like far. it was natural causes, but we are not entirely sure exactly what happened. Yeah. It's still... I mean, this happened just this, this morning, so... Mm-hmm. Until we get the full report, which will be probably for weeks. Yeah. At least like for like two weeks or so. We yeah. won't fully understand until what happened. But yeah, so unfortunate. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully no foul play was was is hand. did it show that he was in the next John Wick or Yeah, yeah. He was uh Yeah, yeah. He should have been in the yeah, he's in John Wick. Because it comes out like Yeah, it comes out um the twenty fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So Probably filled all so the scenes. Be, yeah, at least, yeah. yeah, they filmed all the oh, scenes yeah, up there. So yeah, at least yeah. that'll be the last thing we'll see them in. That's well, crazy. At least, at least that we know right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, moving past that, though, we're going over to another huge topic. Shazam 2. It's just it's doing, it's not doing good right now in the box office. Honestly, I'm not surprised. I mean, compared. This is compared. To, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Compared to the rest of DC. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? I mean, even compared to rest of the seas, it's still not doing as well as they want to project it. I mean, even how much underperformed Black Adam did, it still did at least a decent amount to get its money back. Okay. 
But right now, what we have here is just it flies lower than the first film with 3.4 million in previews. Woof. Ah, damn. Yeah. That hurts. Now, do you think this is the fact that because of the reboot that's going to be happening with the whole DC universe that just no one even care to watch this because they know it's going to be I, irrelevant moving forward? Yeah. It's unfortunate. I think it, it heavily falls under the superhero fatigue and the DC don't, no one gives two shits about DC, unfortunately. And it sucks. I'm not that I don't. I'm like, I'm a huge DC fan or Marvel, but God damn it. They keep fucking this up. Yeah, they, they fuck up the movies, man. They keep going at it and they never learn. It just sounds like the dude that, uh, the DC franchise at, at this moment, the DC movies, mm-hmm. every movie that comes out, it just reminds me of the guy that just never left his fast food job. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got big memes, got big plans coming up. Like always talking about how they have something new happening. Yeah. But nothing ever changes. Yeah. It's still the same beat after beat after yeah. beat. And it doesn't really matter because this flashpoint is pretty much resetting the DC mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah. It looks like they're only expecting Shazam 2 to bring in roughly around 35 to 40, 40 million now. Ooh. Damn. That hurts. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big hit for yeah, them. That's I feel massive. Bad. I feel bad for more for the actors because they thought that. Maybe there will be, you know, they'll get other films. So they'll get some more movies in there. But yeah. nope, none of those kids are ever going to be. In- no, they're not going to be in that. And I think, yeah, I think it's the superhero fatigue. It's the sequel fatigue. Yeah. You're tired of seeing sequel after sequel. Sequel, sequel. It's just sequel and heroes going on right now. So, yeah. yeah, it definitely makes sense with that. Speaking of sequels, though, you know what just got announced for its own sequel? Gladiator. Yes, we're getting a Gladiator 2, finally. After, why? like, what, 20 plus years? Yep. <laughs> because why not? Why not? Why? I, why? I was just, okay, so I was explaining this to Adrian before, because he was, the, when I told him they were making a second one, he was just like, why? Why? Like, he was, he was, I was, like, I was, thoroughly, he was I was thoroughly confused and upset, because <laughs> how do you continue the story after the main character dies and not go into the whole territory. We're like, you know, it's in the same universe, so we could do whatever we want. It's still Rome. It, it's still Rome, man. Yeah, but why? Okay, <laughs> this. What was the name of the character of the boy? Again, ah, uh, I need to look that up because the boy that we saw in Gladiator is grown up, and it's the mm-hmm. same actor. Yeah, he's grown up, and, uh, and he's the main character. Denzel Washington's supposed to be in there, right? Yeah, uh, so the right now it was announced that they're in talks to get Denzel Washington, and I think they already announced that Barry Keoghan's going to be in it. He's probably going to be playing the villain. Wow. Okay, I, I want to see. Uh, and I really want to see a Roman Denzel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I Dude, want him with a since beard. Macbeth. Since Macbeth. Yes. Why not? Okay. Why not? <laughs> I told him the only way this is going. The only way I see this working is that they copy the movie beat for beat. <laughs> Just do that. Say fuck it and do it. You got I, Denzel. Or at least you're trying to get Denzel. I mentioned earlier before we started, like, yo, what if, like, uh... Okay, the son's name is Lucius. Lucius. Yeah. Okay. What if, like, Lucius is... It's kind of more of, like, that political Roman drama. Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's, like, throughout the entire thing, it's a... It's a it's a drama epic mm-hmm. of some sort. Almost on the same level as, like, Darkest Hour kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, this is... This is pretty cool. You know, there's a lot of talking, but yeah, there's a lot of politics involved. You know, it keeps you drawn in. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, he, he decides to become a, a Roman general, a Roman leader. And in times of crisis, they have to pick like their, their top leader or the top general as the leader of this country. 
and he has to choose a new name. And at the very end of the movie, he doesn't address it himself, but he hears from somebody else. But somebody who's close to him hears it from somebody else who was there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what name do you choose? Caesar. <laughs> and then it just cuts to black. Like, ah, oh, shit. And then the whole audience is like, ah, oh, shit. Like, Come on, that'd be kind of cool. Ruined it for the villain the whole time. Right? But what if that really is the ending? Really, Scott's like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, you figured it <laughs> out. You got it. No, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait. You kind of see it now? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Didn't they introduce Caesar in the Gladiator? I, I don't remember. It's been they so intru- long No, they did introduce it. Caesar in Gladiator. In the scene where like they like they have a bunch of people together, I remember because I was like, so that dude gets stabbed, doesn't he? It was one. It was in the scene after. Uh, there is a Caesar in there. I, I'm, I'm unless I'm confusing for another film. I'm like ninety percent certain they introduced Caesar. Just type if Caesar is in Gladiator. That did not answer my question, Google. <laughs> but here's another. Okay. Now, copies the same beat for beat, but Lucius get portrayed, <laughs> and Denzel has to teach him how to become a, a gladiator while trying to try to uh, defeat the antagonist. So he just becomes the next gladiator? Yeah, pretty much. I said beat for beat. Just copy it. <laughs> Fuck why? it. Why not? Why, really, Scott? Why? <laughs> Dude, come on. He's What else is he doing nowadays? Come on. No, he's still that old school director. Yeah, exactly. So just, I don't know why they... Yeah, I'm not going to answer that. But you know what was funny, though? Because he was asking, like, why? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you? Why are we making a sequel? And I was like, let me tell you what. This makes sense to me. You got to think about this. You're really Scott. You're 85 years old. Mm-hmm. You're sitting at home and you're bored as fuck and you just want to go out and do something. Fuck it. Sequel to Gladiator. <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? I need to get out of the house. Wife is th- nagging me all the time. Why does he just make a podcast? <laughs> like, like everybody else. <laughs> Shit, we're all doing it. <laughs> but, but then you actually have to bring on guests and then people he might, you know, people who actually might like him. Yeah. And then they're going to ask questions to It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like how you did with Gladiator and your period pieces. And you're like, no, shut up. Shut up. Next question. <laughs> Well, fuck you, Scott. You brought me here. <laughs> this is your podcast. It's your fucking podcast. What What the fuck is this? Then he just, I know. <laughs> He's just, oh, so now you're just shutting down. Yeah, arms huh? crossed. Just stop sucking. Like, like a fucking kid who wasn't allowed to get cotton candy. Yeah. So now they're just, now they're not talking for the rest of the trip. You know, no joke. I'll listen to that podcast. <laughs> I just want to hear the producers. His wife has to be there. She's the producer. And she has to like constantly go in his ear. Just constantly just be like, I swear to God right now, if you don't stop that motherfucking attitude, we're going to take you right <laughs> yeah. out of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so like, what else are you working on? <laughs> it makes sense, man. Uh, yeah, I would watch that. I, yeah, I, I would watch like, that, yeah. right? Like, I'll definitely be into that. I'll fuck it though. I'll, I'll give it a look if the trailer looks cool enough. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that old. Why not? Just just make as many moves as you can before you die. At that point, yeah. I'll just try to find any types of work. But you know who hasn't been working in a long time and now recently came back in the limelight to open his big dumb mouth? Steven Seagal. <laughs> when's that dude? Sh- shut up. So Steven Seagal declares himself 
one million percent Russian and lashes out at U.S. disinformation. Because one hundred percent isn't enough. Information what? You gotta you gotta they, realize this guy's from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up in Michigan and basically converted himself over to entirely being Russian now. So he was that basement kid. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Now, do you think this is because he still has his ties to the Russian mob and you're just keeping that sniper on him like you better fucking say good No, things. no, 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 no. <laughs> they're not even they're not even threatening him. This guy's voluntarily. He's voluntarily because they think they like him. That's why. They he he probably honestly believes his movies are good. Because the whole rumor is that they're using the mob to like to launder money mm-hmm. through his movies. So, of course like, "Oh man, these movies are great." Meanwhile, just you know, pulling money out of it. But I'm pretty sure in his mind, he's like, oh, man, they love my movies. 100 percent. Like they're uh, he's he's pretty much mattress firm. (laughs) (laughs) He's mattress firm for Russia. For Russia. (laughs) (laughs) But he don't give a shit right now. In his eyes, like, wow. Yeah. Like you said, like, wow, they they really love me. I'm like, "Eh, no way. (laughs) No way. You're moving their money. So is he like an emissary for Russia, too, or something like that? He is an unofficial like he's an official unofficial unofficial spokesperson for russia that's met putin a couple times yeah so sigal was previously named the russian foreign ministry special representative by who acting as a go between russian american humanitarian relationships who gave him that putin awarded him the order of friendship medal in 94 he's putin's best friend his only friend Again, I honestly the only one who wants to be his friend. <laughs> dude, honestly, like I said, I honestly believe the like people are so sick of him, but they just need him around. <laughs> why? Who needs him around? Money, money laundering. That's how you do it. He, they need the money somehow. So like, fuck, man, this guy find another Patsy. He's like, he's done. His career has been done with. Yeah, like, but he's this like is the perfect thirty years. This is the perfect Patsy. <laughs> this is the perfect one. His ego is so far up his own ass. It's like, well, his last, like, successfully financial film was, like, well, Under Siege. That was, yeah. like, back in, like, 94, well, like, the 90s. God, you don't when need he was to, in shape, kind of. Yeah, but you don't need him to be successful. You just need money to go through them. That's it. God, he sucks. So, so if you convince him that he's good. Yeah. It's freaking last one, 92. That was his last successful film. I'm convinced there are no actual fans <laughs> of Steven Seagal. Like... Uh, no, there's weirdos out there. Yeah. There's weirdos out here. Yeah, but I'm our, telling you that that one show, that live action, that uh, TV show he had. Mm-hmm. Everyone's reaction was, I'm not sure if it was staged, but at this point, I really don't know. It had to been staged. It had to been staged. Dude, I don't know. We're talking about we're, we're talking about Louisiana, right? Louisiana, right? Yeah, Louisiana. I'm just saying he would be dead <laughs> if it was real, 100. percent But it's oh, always absolutely. an older crowd that loves him. I'll tell you that. It yeah, always, it really is. These are the ones who still saw him in shape. Yeah, and they were like, but they never saw him run. But they never saw him run, because if they saw him run, they'd be like, "This ain't it." We're, we're talking. About, I've seen this man run this, before. Yes, we're talking about the we're talking about the people who saw like who grew up watching. Not even grew up, but like the era of like Van Dam. You know what I'm talking about? That yes. one era. So they just see that you know what's under siege era. That little like mm-hmm. oh this that, guy was that like, action hero martial arts stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it was like oh the. The stoic, silent type that eats at a diner alone until like some trucker redneck comes over and was like, "You eating my my booth?" and then starts a fight in the diner and then makes out with some random chick. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we the, the Chuck Norris era. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that era. That, that, that era. era. So they just remember from that era. The uh, the alpha male era. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, but no current man, fans. <laughs> this man was not the alpha male. He's not an alpha male. I'm sorry. If you're a fan of Steven Seagal, you suck. I'm sorry. But you do. You suck. You never saw him run because guaranteed you watch him run. This is a man who genuinely believes that I have the perfect running form. He genuinely strokes his ego so hard when he's like, I run better than professional athletes. He's and like I wish I was bullshitting you. He genuinely believes that. Watch uh, him. No, absolutely oh yeah. not. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he believes everything he says. He believes he's the greatest martial artist out in the world. But won't fight anyone. No, nah, won't fight anyone. Uh, he still believes he has the strongest kicks, which... <laughs> those Michael fucking, J. White proved otherwise. Those, those shin-high kicks. <laughs> those, yeah, the kind where he, he keep, and he fights in chairs now. He's too fat. He is too fat to stand up and fight, so he has to sit in chairs... <laughs> In most of his movies, doing all his kung fu stuff, sitting. Man. Like, how are you still a fan and being like, "That's right, that's the badass." No, right it still What's finds worse? a way to get winded. God, <laughs> worse is when he picks his, his body double. He decides oh, to pick the skinniest, the skinniest, like, fit, like out. the most fit body double. Like it's gonna, come, like we're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Steven Seagal right there." Like you know, Steven Seagal is pushing like two thirty, two fifty, two sixty, and he has to try to find someone who's like one seventy, one eighty, and they have to put on a body fat suit. No, no they're not putting even. on his clothes, so the guy body double looks like he's like fucking wearing his dad's suit because it's over big for him. Nobody likes him. That's why he it's left. Always oversized suits for and the he body has that, doubles, and he has that. What's it called? That. Pitch black dyed hair. Yeah. That for men only kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah. 100%. Nobody liked him here in the U.S. Not enough for him to be like, oh, hey, you know what we're really missing in this decade of like 2010? A Steven Seagal movie. Like, <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of people say we want Steven Seagal. No one said that. No. He's not wanted anywhere in the movies over here. So you know what? You know, the, like you said, money laundering. <laughs> Russia's like, hey, I mean. You, you suck <laughs> so bad. That they didn't even invite you to those fucking what's it called uh what was the movie that came that was like three or four movies of the of all expendables the, yes <laughs> you suck so bad that they didn't invite you to that and they invited Frazier <laughs> <laughs> all right that should tell you alone man showed up in like one Transformer movie and they were like hey come on over and he's like okay <laughs> Antonio Banderas is in this yep. as well yeah. Desperado seriously all right like. Every single other like old action star or current action star is in this movie or in these movies. And if you haven't made it, you suck. You suck, man. <laughs> you really suck. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Wasn't, Ra- Wasn't Randy, was Randy Couture in it? Yes. And yes. wasn't Randy Couture also in a, um, a Seagull film? Yes, he was as well. <laughs> so that alone already shows you like you ain't shit. <laughs> like when you're been publicly named as the worst SNL guest. Like, they're straight up like, who's your worst guest? Oh, Steven Seagal. Straight without, up. Without hesitation. No hesitation. No, no like, no thought. No, like, oh, we shouldn't talk about this. No, like, nope. Nope. He's the worst. This guy sucks. <laughs> 100%. Hate him. How did you describe his body? He's the type of dude. That- oh, yeah. Dude, he looks like the type of dude, which honestly might, I, might be true, that this dude takes steroids without working out. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a full-blown creatine, everything is good to go. <laughs> That's it. He doesn't do any sort of like fitness routine. No, because he thinks juices up and then eats a Big Mac afterwards. (laughs) 
He's the type of motherfucker that would eat the Big Mac and be like, hey, it's got protein and good carbs. <laughs> like, like, shut the fuck up, dude. God damn you. Oh, oh, he's, God. His, he's sitting with his fat ass in front of the mirror just flexing. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's like a Cartman. Yeah. <laughs> flexing the mirror. He's like, I look super swole, yeah. super cut. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on Steven's. Oh yeah, we, we have gotta, so yeah, much. We got so much shit to say. We gotta God. definitely move over. So yeah, we gotta move along. We're gonna move over to our main topic, but first we have a quick little break from our sponsor. So we will be right back. And welcome back. So tonight's topic we're covering over is an it's an interesting topic because this is something that's been happening more often in the film industry. So. Mm-hmm. You have a production going, right? You're working it on, and it's like midway during production. You have your main co-star, or not co-star, your main star, start making changes midway to the script. And it's usually creative differences between how they feel the character should go and how the production company feels the character to go. Mm-hmm. Now, recently, this is what's been happening with, and it was came out that this happened with Wednesday with Jenna Ortega. Okay. Um, there was what she felt like the... The love triangle was unnecessary, mm-hmm. and the way she would react—I specifically how she reacted to seeing the black dress mm-hmm. that she uh, wore to the dance. That one scene where the—I guess where everyone copies that one dancing. Yeah, the yeah. famous dancing. Yes, yeah. um, her. I guess she had a reaction, and she, and she didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, instead they did the whole thing. She's just staring at it, and they kind of do that slow zoom in, and she showed that. She had a, you know, she actually liked that dress. Like there was interest. Yeah. In the dress or whatever. Yeah. But she, in mid-production, pretty much like started making small changes mm-hmm. uh, and pretty much bypassed script supervisors, mm-hmm. the writers. Bypassing everyone. Everyone. Started wow. just making changes. Yeah. Yeah. So it says right here that it, she didn't first realize until like getting further into the script that she was like, oh, this is a show for a lot younger audiences than she thought it was supposed to be. Because it, so she thought it was going to be a lot more dark and a lot more for mature people. But yeah. this is the people, you know, like us who grew up with watching all the Adams family and stuff like that yeah. for the remakes in our generation. And you have Tim Burton. Exactly. So mm-hmm. she thought it was going to be a lot more darker. But when she was reading the script, it was a lot more lighthearted teen drama, stuff like that with the love triangle. Yeah. yeah. So she's reading this like this ain't happening. <laughs> OK, I would get that why she would want to change it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I mean. I would get it if it was a beginning of production, like when you're you know, when you're when you're first introduced to the script and you're telling you to read over and you know give us your thought about it and all that stuff, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Like, okay, you know, you know, let's you know let's figure everything out, but not when you're literally in the middle of filming this thing. Yeah, you know, that's the worst way to do it because one, you're you're you no, know, especially that this show, you know, it's. It was essentially a trial for the show, right? Mm-hmm. It was not slated to be like this. Can be the most greatest show or a very popular show. Yeah. Um. So everything's still like in that you know in that process of maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. We'll see what happens. Um. And the which means the writers have an entire slo- uh, story set up. Mm-hmm. The actors only given bits and pieces of the story. Mm-hmm. So she's not given the entire story at once, or at least you know she's given her story. Mm-hmm. So for her to go, you know, I will make changes here and there. Not realizing that it screws up the rest of the story mm-hmm. or potentially, you know, ruin the entire storyline. Now, do you think this could be something like what happened recently that came out with Henry Cavill, where, you know, with in his case, he actually knew a lot more than the writer did about the source material and what it came for. So his changes during mid-production were 
better changes yeah. or changes for the better yeah but overall but, in general due but to he the fact the, that the lazy writing that they had previously like yeah but he knew the lore behind the actual he was a nerd he was a nerd he knows the witcher in and out yeah if anything this is the guy that you tell him you ask him what you know what happened you know year you know four years into this oh this is exactly what happened right here yeah, so what happened on page, you know, yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's like naming out pages now in the book. Yeah. You, can, you can tell him what's the th- what's the third uh, uh, bil- uh, third spell he learned. He'll tell you exactly yeah, what yeah. it is. He's like, what's the uh, what's the chemicals needed in order to produce like the right you know potion mixes potions. for ink, yeah, yeah, and stuff like you that. Know? And yeah, he'll 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 bring all that knowledge out. Do you think that could be something that was like similar to what's going on with Wednesday that happened? I, I I don't think so. No, no. Unfortunately, I would like to say yes, but no because. It's like I said, she, we're, they already said this is not the same Wednesday as any other Wednesday. That's how pretty much how they sold it as like, yeah. this is a whole different Wednesday. This is not the ones we know from the movies or mm. the cartoons. This is something else. So for her to go, you know, this is not what the character likes or mm. what she might like. Or do you think it could be one of those things where she kind of understands audience members nowadays and who honestly wants to see a love trial happening in the show about Wednesday? Like, like, like that is a very smart decision to logically think about and be like, why would you put this in here knowing that, you know, it doesn't fit that type of material that was previously presented in yeah, but previous shows and movies. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, remember what, what this is marketed towards. It was marketed towards young adults and teenagers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's what you get with it. But at the same time, like I said, this was not thought out to be like, uh, unless they went with a full mature route. Yeah. Yeah, I could see like, oh yeah, just give her the little. You think that they'll blur the lines a little better for the mature and like the teen drama stuff, so you can actually mix it well together and not have like two types of styles happening at the same time. You see, like you know, they're obviously trying to go for like, yeah, this is gonna be like the more edgier, the more macabre type effect. Like, yeah. Adam's yeah. family, and then you have all this lighthearted teen drama bullshit. Like you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're fighting genres there. You're fighting yeah. it. Like, yeah, I get, I get the the, I get the points from both sides because yeah. I get probably one from Jane Ortega going like this is just fucking Teen Wolf written by Tim yeah, Murray yeah yeah and yeah. this is shit I'm not doing this so I'm changing this and this and this yeah. instead of working with the script supervisors and like probably producers and be like hey this is not the way it would be like because I can see it too. As Wednesday, Adam always being not just the black sheep in her family, mm-hmm. who's but going to a school that's full of black sheep, mm-hmm. but she being, I guess, the more obscure, yeah, everyone. And even in that school, where it's like, oh, even though we're like different creatures, we still have our own team bouts and dramas and blah blah blah. That's but, enough. That's enough. That's enough. Wednesday doesn't need that. Because when maybe to like a little sit, but not to the point to where it's like, oh my god, does like Richard like like me or no. yeah, you don't need any Wednesday's of that. like I would rather see you die, <laughs> and she yeah. does it, and also at the same time, she's trying to solve gruesome murders of a monster that's stealing body parts. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't need to worry about all that teen fantasy bullshit. Yeah, you have yeah. your main story happening right here. Yes, let the yeah. teen love triangle shit happen with the other normies. Over like here. find better fluff for your story. Yes. Don't try and drag Wednesday down as the character that she is mm-hmm. where she hates everything and the mundane BS that is like teen dramas and adult dramas. Yeah. Because she's obviously a genius and just a dark evil genius in her own right. And just a real like. What's the word? What's the opposite of a pacifist? 
anarchist. I guess like anarchist. Yeah. Is one example. But yeah, uh, I can see why she would want to change some scenes, though, yeah. because yeah. they probably were going like for the cutesy, like, oh, hey, we're even for the teens. The teens like this. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. You don't need that. Yeah. But I mean, the show did well. It still did well. Yeah, yeah it still, it still did, did well. well. And it's I mean, it's. I'm assuming it's gonna be four more seasons, four or five more seasons. I mean, it's Netflix, so you know, watch what you say there. They like cutting shit real short. That's true, but uh, but, but then again, you have one where Henry Cavill doing yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. So, is there like, can you guys think about like other actors and stuff like where this happened, where an actor has mid production taken over creative control and like this is my project now or anything like that, or you guys aren't telling well, the story right, whether they were right or wrong. Well. Uh, Go, go ahead, for, you go it. Oh, I mean, I was, I was looking. I mean, we went for a search trying to find a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, I mean, I, before I bring this one up, at least I want to bring up the idea of like directors who refuse. I mean, it's considered you know a cardinal sin to even like you do not go against their word. Mm-hmm. You know, Tarantino is like the major oh, one. Tarantino, you do not touch his no. script. You know, he's the type that whatever's on paper, you say it verbatim. Yeah, you say. And he's been said it like in interviews. I pay you for the words that you say. That's yes. it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not paying you to be uh, to improv something to make it lighthearted. No. If I say this character does this way, it's that way. Yeah. Nothing else. I mean, we've already seen how Jamie Foxx tried to do that. Yeah. yeah. And that did not go well. No. <laughs> yeah. And you know that shows like you know there are some directors who's like that's it. That's the word, and that's it. No other way around it. If you yeah. don't like it, the door's right there. We'll find someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another one that it went like. Where it mid production, which I don't know if this is considered a, uh, yes, it's uh, I guess yes, the Gone Girl, with Ben Affleck, ben Affleck. Okay. yes, <laughs> and director David Fincher, shut down production for four Over days. Oh yeah, explain the story. Explain the yes. story. There's a scene where uh, I guess in the airport he has to wear a hat. Mm. Uh, the hat that David Fincher gave him was a Yankees <laughs> people. Ben Affleck's from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no way a Bostonian's gonna wear a fucking Yankees cap. Affleck refused to wear it. <laughs> Explain that he would never hear the end of it if he wears it. Not just saying I'm not wearing it. He refused, <laughs> refused. which means this man didn't even bother touching it. No, he was probably I'm get pretty that sure shit he showed away up, from me. I'm pretty sure that when he showed up to wardrobe, they handed him the hat. He just looked at him. What the, the fuck's that? The accent comes out. Yo, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? You think he showed up in like a like a Giambi jersey or something like that? Like <laughs> some sort of just like full <laughs> repping Boston. like red Boston Red Sox coming out like full jersey. I ain't fucking touching it. <laughs> but to the fact, <laughs> the fact that crew people like crews had to go no, home. No, no, here's the fact that it's like it's not the fact that he refused. To not wear the Yankees hat. That's that's whatever. It's like the rebuttal back from Dave Fincher that caused production to be held up. That means he wanted that Yankees. Like, no, you're wearing the fucking Yankees. That was just a. I think at that point that was just a power move. That was, to yeah. Finch. Do you think like, it was a power move or do you think that's like two diehard sports fans? Oh, not sports of fans. Their own no, teams. Both. Oh no. Both. No, no, no. This was straight up sports fan. Nothing else other than this. <laughs> the fact that they had power was just part of it. But this is straight. Pa- this is straight fan. This is straight rivalry right there. What we're watching. Well, they were like. Fuck. One hundred percent. I bet this was like if the movie was made during the season. Oh, <laughs> like, oh I'm pretty sure it, was, it probably was. And Dan Finch was like, guess what? You're gonna be wearing a Yankees cap. And he's like, I'm not wearing that. And I bet he was like, You're gonna fucking wear this Yankees. And that probably the Bostonian came out in Affleck. 
And then at that point, you just had there was probably banter of just like why their teams were better. So can you imagine? I guarantee like, that the story of Ruth came out. Can uh-huh. you imagine if the movie was never made and they had to explain well creative differences? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, but, but might, they settled. There was a compromise at the very end. Yes, he got to wear a Mets hat. Yeah, <laughs> that was the only. And he's like, I'll wear a Mets, but I ain't touching a the fucking Yankees. Yankees. <laughs> That's so great. That's great. <laughs> Do we have any other examples? Any other actors who at least uh, fought or taken over some creative control? I mean, actually, who like probably actually won and got what they wanted, mm. or who's at least known to be? Because like we have the ones that we know, like Edward Norton is known to really take control of any production yeah. he goes on to. And from what we hear a lot, it's really makes him a nightmare to work with. Yeah, because you can't even put like your creative vision. Mm-hmm. And he comes in, he's like, okay, but I think my character would. But he's like, he's that guy who will be in the editing room with you. Like, do you want Mike as an editor? Would you want him over your shoulder? No, you got to make this cut here. I'd be like, I'm pretty sure the director pays my checks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Is your name studio name so-and-so? <laughs> no, because they pay my fucking check. <laughs> I was like, my job is to listen to the director and help give <laughs> examples of what it could look like versus what he has looked like. You're the guy who's dressed up as the chicken. <laughs> like, you imagine him going on set mid-production. Yeah, the lighting's a little soft. Can you tear it up a bit? No. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, it does. Like, no. no. Absolutely. Who the fuck are not. you? No. <laughs> no, fuck off. But I mean, there's been stories about him being locked out of editing rooms. Yeah. There's been stories about that where they literally locked the doors. Can so you, you couldn't get in. Can you, I could see him being like, <laughs> like a crackhead out the window. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's like the, they're trying to edit and you just hear like. Like a cat trying yeah. to get underneath He's like, the door. hey guys, guys. He's like the pause like underneath. <laughs> hey, 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 I got some suggestions. Hold on. <laughs> Just at the window is the <laughs> right. The ghost, the ghost one. Wrong, wrong one. He's like wrong one over there. Go down. And I'm like shut the fuck. Just close the blinds, like, you asshole. Get out of here. I love you. But fuck off. <laughs> I don't like. Do you do you think that's actually something that should be permitted? Do you think actors should have more creative control within the productions they're in? It's or do you think? I think it very it depends on the situation and depends on the movie itself. Yeah. Because if it's an actor who's been, let's say, in a franchise mm-hmm. and they know that character in and out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. does Vin Diesel have rights to change scripts within the Fast and Furious franchise? What scripts? Unfortunately, <laughs> I would say yes. He has the right to change out, you know, because if the production team all of a sudden said that Toretto uh, rode a motorcycle, knows how to, you know, makes a motorcycle fly. And he says, no, my character doesn't do that. Just cars. And that's it. He uh, I think now. he'll be like, wait, am I shooting Fast and Furious or Triple X? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> He's like, sure, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> but what I'm saying is just the idea. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. If they know the character, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they have more rights to it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a brand new, you know. You're, you're fresh. You're walking into. Yeah, you're fresh yeah. and walking into. You go, you know what? I don't think he would, you know, he would like coffee. I think he would drink tea. And the director's like. The fuck are you talking about? There's a reason why he's drinking coffee. Mm. Now, do you think it will matter whether the project they're working on has previous source material based off or whether it's like just freshly new original idea, which, you know, how little we get of those. That's okay. Now that gets, that gets extremely tricky See, because again, it comes to the Henry Cavill situation where 
it's source material. He knows it mm-hmm. and he wants to keep that same source material. But what about when a situation where they want to, let's say, do a very, you know, the one that has not been released yet, but let's, as an example, like let's say Fallout, right? Yeah. Uh, an actor comes in and who's played the games, loves the games, mm-hmm. but the studio wants to go in a different direction. Keep the same world, keep it lore the same, but they want a whole brand new character. Mm, okay. And they want to make it lighthearted. And they go, well, no, no, the game's a little bit darker. No, 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 but we're going to make this character a little bit more lighthearted. Mm. That, and then you go into that situation where the direct, you know, production team knows more of the character than the actor does. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so like, can you imagine like something like, I'll say like, imagine if they're working on Harry Potter and they're finally getting to Prisoner Azkaban. So you're finally going to introduce Sirius Black, but like, no, we overhauled the character. It's a new character. So he's going to be a professor at the school. No. Like, would that be something warm? No, no, no. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? And then the actor well, comes in and he's like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. No, no, we can't just go off tangent like that. Yeah. Didn't they change, uh, Alan Rickman changed his character for uh, uh, for Snape? He changed a few lines because I remember, I actually read that up right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, that he changed his lines for like, uh, about describing, I guess, Harry Harry's mom. Mm-hmm. Like he did things for her. That was actually changed. That was not in the original book. Okay. But he did change out lines. But things like that. was so I'm talking about like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's an established character. He knows the character. And maybe like he knows like maybe this thing will make more sense if we do it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think actually in that case, um, he was the only person that was given. He was the only person that was given the ending of what happened to his character. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that J.K. Rowling gave the ending of not just the book, but the movies and everything else, like in the script. Okay. So he knew the character in and out. He knew the character in and out because JK Rowling knew how important Snape's character was as a whole. Yeah. And wanted Snape. Okay. And so So wanted Alan Rickman to be like, so that that in that case, it makes perfect sense. Okay. That definitely makes sense. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there's a, like I said, there's just, there's always a different, you know, scenarios that could happen that could, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we close out, do you have, any other examples that you can think of? Any other actors or situations where, you know, someone tried to take that creative control or there's absolute like a change in the script last minute? Well, I, I wouldn't say if it was like by choice. Mm-hmm. The only one, the one I think of is like the Florence Pugh incident. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Darling, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. I think it was like, hello, darling. Yeah. And that was the incident where Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles were pretty much romant romancing mm-hmm. on and off set. Immaturely like flirting Immaturely, on set, yeah. Flirting yeah. and ditching their responsibilities and even times showing up late and not even coming at all mm. on days of shooting. Yeah. So Florence Pugh had uh she self appointed herself as director. Just had to step up and step up and be like, all right, I'll do the fucking work then. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I'll just make your movie. Yeah. You know, that's the Harry Styles and Lily Wild thing and Jason Segas was like a whole other thing. Yeah. But the fact that she had to come in and do their work, literally do their literally job. Literally yeah. do their job when they wouldn't do it. Damn. See, that's that's something where well it's necessary, but yeah. should have never happened at the first should have never yeah, happened yeah, in yeah. the first that's place. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. But apparently there was already like um some issues already between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh already. Okay. But she was like, all right, you know, just keep it professional, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. 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 I mean, the other things I find just quick ones is stuff that happened pre-production. Okay. 
Shrek had to be rewritten completely from top to bottom for uh, for uh, for Myers. Yeah, for Mike Myers. Myers. Yeah, because it was originally uh, for what was it? His name? It uh, was Chris, for Far- Chris Farley. Yeah. Chris Farley. He recorded most of his dialogue. He ended up passing away, mm-hmm. so he had to redo the entire thing. But he asked them to redo the entire script, which cost roughly about four to five million dollars to do. Yeah. Um, Shakira for the Gazelle and Zootopia. She was too. Uh, it was considered too skinny, so they kind of plumped up a little bit. It was the hips. Yeah, they they wanted more hips. <laughs> she wanted to make sure that those hips did not lie, nope. and she was like, "Those hips, those are liars." So <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you know, it's a that's a gazelle, right? It's an animal. <laughs> well, I see some lying hips on that gazelle. Awesome. Yep. Let's see, uh, <laughs> the mummy, uh, Tom Cruise. He had full control over the entire damn film. That was a damn mistake. Yeah, that was mistake. A, that's a real damn mistake. Um, this ain't Mission Impossible, bitch. Rampage, The Rock, he fought for the monkey to survive, or ape. the gorilla, or the ape. <laughs> Whatever, it's it's there. It's not real. <laughs> he didn't. I was like, I think it should end happy. I don't think people will want to see this. People are not coming to see you. They, oh, no, it, no, they're going to see you, not the monkey. Oh, that's the ape. The ape. There you go. Let's get that right. It's dude. It's CGI. What do I care what it is? <laughs> Look, when the monk, when the ape, now when I go down, (laughs) when the planet of the apes start up, I'm going to be going down. They'd be like, heard you called us monkeys. It's like, well, God damn it. We have monkeys around here. I I don't know how to take that. (laughs) Are you, are you racist? (laughs) Or they're just racist towards like other apes. Yeah. (laughs) Should I just. Call you Cell or Cell or what? What do I even call you? you? Do you even have a name? What's your original name? <laughs> I wonder if they refer. Ape. I wonder if they referred to their names that they were given, like Rocket, and it was like you always know them as Rocket. Mm. You know, one of the apes. What if they had like their own names, and like the names given by scientists or whatever? They were just like, I don't answer to my, my slave, slave name. name. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh yeah, that one's Marcel. I don't answer that slave name. <laughs> that's a All whole other right. right. I think that's going to be All a right, good, good place where we're going to yeah. cut this off. <laughs> so we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about the topic covering over actors changing things mid-production? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's bad? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our Next Journey YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news we put out episodes every wednesday for audio listeners you can find the red band podcast on itunes amazon music spotify iHeartRadio, and of course our website which i'll say again www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast and as usual, before we fully close off, Mike has those last end notes for you guys. That's right. We still have our Patreon account. Head on over to that Patreon account. Yeah, because we have subscriptions to subscribe to. So more subscribers equals more content. So head on over there and subscribe so that you can get some cool stuff. Maybe you can hear some of our uh, our lost episodes or stuff that we can't air, you know, mm-hmm. for reasons. A lot of reasons. <laughs> we, we do tend to talk like a good 30 minutes before we start recording it. Yep. So here's that lot cut out for here that crazy banter that we got because we got a lot. Uh, also, we have our YouTube channel where you can be able to watch episodes of the past because we start are still only doing 
audio right now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so head on over to be able to see our past podcast episodes if you haven't seen them yet, as well as our other content that we've created. Head on over there to like, subscribe, comment underneath what you think we should cover next. Maybe even share with a friend. And as always, all the ways you can be able to hear us, you can go on Spotify, you can go on Amazon Music, iMusic, uh, iHeartRadio. Pretty much if you have any sort of audio listening device, chances are we're probably on there. Yeah. So head on down there, look up the next journey, next journey, or sorry, not next year. Ha! That's our actual studio, sorry. The Red Band Podcast. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Are you rubbing your beard at the mic, Adrian? I was, was wondering, what so the hell was that? Distracting. <laughs> I was trying to say, like, that's what got me. Yeah. It was like, the beard. So I was like, this guy throw you off. This guy throw him off. <laughs> All here is just, just that rubbing the beard of the bike. Like, what is that? <laughs> wash that down. Yeah. <laughs> Head on over to, yes, the Red Band Podcast. Look for the screaming microphone. And now I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You heard it from Mike. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Later, taters.